Good evening, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. For this month, we shall be doing our first network-themed month with Comedy Central. With me, as always, is Noah Houlihan. We're going to search for the magic Indian. So this week, we are doing I'm with Busey, a short-running, I don't know why I still say Mm short-running, a uh, very short-running it ran from June 15th to August 3rd, 2003, and it ran uh, 13 episodes. Okay, so not not a very short run show. An average one season show. It just only ran six weeks, so it feels short. That's uh, that's weird. I guess, I guess it did like back-to-back episodes or something. I guess, yeah. Interesting. Now, I will tell you my experience with this show. Groovy. I was fanatical about this show. Oh, really? I love this show for the first, I believe, six episodes. Okay. And then what I recall happening is I sat down on my couch to watch the next episode of I'm With Busey, and it was a rerun. (sighs) And there was a gap in between new episodes. There's not enough time for there to have been reruns. Yeah, that's why I'm so confused by what you're saying. But, like, I, I remember sitting down, and it was the first episode again, and I'm like, oh, well, this is a bummer. And then it came back, and by that time, I had moved on to other interests. So, the core concept of I'm with Busey is that Adam de la Pena is a Busey superfan who wants to learn Busey's ways. He wants to, like, learn how to be a man from Gary Busey. Um, and that's really the whole concept. So, we kind of just... Follows Gary Busey around and learns from him. Well, he also wants to be an astronaut, but that they don't go into that side of his dreams as much. Hi, I'm Adam Delapena, and I love Gary Busey. He is my favorite actor. I've seen all his movies. When I was a kid, I had two dreams. One was to be an international space astronaut. The other was to do a show with Gary Busey. In my dreams, I travel around with him and learn his philosophy on life. Now I've got that chance to get inside his mind, to learn from Busey. Who's with Busey? I'm with Busey. He also wants to be famous. He also wants to see a girl. He also wants to, yeah, speak to a woman at some point in his life. Uh, So his absolute idol, Gary Busey, has decided that he is going to take this superfan under his wing and teach him how to live. Yes. So this is a reality show where... We go around, and it's not like a contest or anything. It's just what happens when Gary Busey is your life coach. Yes. It's bad. It's bad for you if you, if Gary Busey is your life coach. But at times, it is moderately entertaining television. Yeah, it's good for us. So um, so it played, the first episode immediately plays into the idea that Gary Busey is like brain damaged. Yes. And he like acts like he doesn't remember Adam, and it gets really sad. And then it turns out he totally remembers Adam and he's just messing with him. Yes. And that is the show. Who are you? I did ever met you? Yeah, I'm Adam. Remember we talked about, uh, we're going to do, like, I want to do a show where I hang out with you. Remember? You said come over to the house and the door was open, so I came in. (laughs) I'm kind of remembering. Are you serious? You really don't remember? You told me to come over today. We're going to... You look different. So I... What, 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 uh, how did we meet? I called you up. I wrote you that letter that said, you know, like you're one of the greatest actors alive. And, you know, on uh, when I was in college on Fridays, we used to have Gary Busey night. We even had a game. We did it. We did a, a game where every your time- mother's name is Sandra. She's a housewife and a mother. Your father is Richard. He's a lawyer. Your first girlfriend, her name was Karen Thomas. He went to Sonora High School. Okay, you got a goal in life. You got a goal in life. You got three or four goals in life. What was your main one? I wanted to be a magician. No, that wasn't your main goal. Uh. Your main goal was to polish railroad rails. (laughs) You wanted to do that, you thought that would be magic? Yeah, and to be honest, that is like the question mark above Gary Busey's head today. Yeah. Is, Is Gary Busey a lunatic, or is he just kind of screwing with us? I mean... 
he had that, like, he had severe head injuries after that motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not denying that that accident happened. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in 1989, Gary Busey had a severe, severe, severe motorcycle accident and had, like, a traumatic brain injury. Yes. And uh, in the public eye, we don't know exactly how much he was affected, but he really plays into the idea that he was very severely affected. Yes. So, Gary, who is Gary Busey to you? Uh, Gary Busey is crazy like a fox. Okay. Uh, he, he's not a super handsome actor. He's not a leading man. Mm-hmm. Even when you look at him in the Buddy Holly story, he was never, like, hot. Right. So he's realized that his gimmick can be that he's crazy Gary Busey and that he just looks kind of nuts. Yeah, to me, at the time when this aired, Gary Busey was the pitcher from Rookie of the Year. That is the only thing I knew him from. When I watched this, I was, hey, he was on Celebrity Fit Club. Yes, he was on Celebrity Fit Club. Yes, that's where I know him from. And he's, he's the guy from Super Trooper's father. Like yes. that, that, that is my knowledge of Gary Busey. And I know he was in Lethal Weapon, but I may not have seen that. Yeah. So like, I know him as being from Celebrity Fit Club because I'm, you know, cool. So. But let's dive into this show. And uh, so the first episode, I feel like, shouldn't count. Yeah, we don't hit a gimmick or much of a point for like the first 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, we spend 15 minutes kind of establishing what the show is. Yeah, and establishing the big takeaway from the show that's really important is that Adam does not drive and Adam is afraid of cars. Yes. And is just bad at most things. Uh, And... I noticed that they did this thing in this episode where something would happen and then, and they do this in most of the episodes, something would happen and then would cut to a talking head of Adam. Yes. And in the first episode, it's mostly stuff like, hold on now, let me get my crazy to English dictionary. Oh yeah. Okay. What? And it kind of gave this impression that they had shot a hundred of those. Yes. And they were just going to put them in wherever because they were so unrelated, really. And Adam, especially in this episode, does not have the charisma to pull off this show. These, like, weird, they're incredibly dated looking, the yes. talking heads. They look very, like, late 90s, early zeros, like, attitude. Yes. So the first episode is mostly just them meeting, and there is some sort of plot of... Gary is teaching Adam how to be a man, and we're going to do that by dressing like a woman. Yeah, they don't do a lot of, uh, they they, they really just want to do the, look, Gary Busey's in drag moment. Yeah. There's very little setup, there's very little payoff, it's just, you get to see Gary Busey in drag. Yeah, in watching the first episode, I questioned why I liked this show. Because everything about it feels very cheap. Yes. It's just like half the episode is just walking around his house. And then the other half is almost like you can barely hear them as they're out in the club and drag. Yeah. This show did have a different director and a different crew than the rest of the series. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. This was the pilot, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah. It's why Gary does something for shock value. It's why... uh, Adam's character doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, that yeah. They're trying to sell the show with this. Okay. And I would also like to put my two cents in that uh, Adam's character never makes sense. No. And uh I, I guess let's talk about this now, I guess. <laughs> Cause, okay. Cuz I feel like it's going to be a constant flip-flop in here. We don't know how Adam feels about Gary really. He vacillates between being a fanboy and Hating him and having him in contempt. Yes. There, there it's is... It's so inconsistent. There's so much... Gary does so much to Adam throughout this series. Yes. And you never really see Adam grow. So there's always a moment of just like, well, then why is he doing this? Like, why is... Like, it doesn't seem like they're friends, really. No, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of a point. Mm-hmm. And there's times where you're like, well, why don't you just walk away? Yeah. It's just, you never get, you never see Adam's love for Gary. Right. That is missing 
throughout the entire show. Yeah, each uh, each episode has a theme. Some of them uh, are more interesting than others. Yeah, so what was the next one? Survival. This is the Magic Indian episode. Yes. <laughs> they go on a hike, and it really feels like Gary is trying to kill Adam. Yeah, they... They really lean into the public image of him being mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Because he keeps pushing, like, we're going for this hike to find this magic Indian. Don't bring water. Yeah. Yeah, it's just better to be out in the sun. It would have been more fun if, like, peyote had come into play. <laughs> yeah, it really would have. Um, there's a highlight of this game is uh, Gary suggests or a highlight of this episode is that Gary suggests a game. Hey, you know what? What? There's a campfire game. I'll set the end of this thing on fire, uh-huh. and I'll chase you. How's that a game? Yeah, it's a solid game. And that's what the game is. <laughs> like, he, he Gary like, lights a stick on fire and starts chasing Adam with it. Yes, and we, we hear Adam's catchphrase, Are you serious? Ugh. Over and over again. So, there's not, like... The thing with these episodes is they're about 21 minutes long, which is short. Yeah. Um, two more commercials. Yeah, average TV shows run about 23 minutes and a half an hour time slot. These ran 21 minutes, including credits and intro. Yes. So these feel short. Also, there's a lot of transition. Yeah. Like, so often are we looking at the logo for I'm With Busey and... B-roll footage yeah. as they move on to something else. So I think there's only about 17 or 18 minutes of content in a yeah. given episode. These feel short and often like they just stop. Yeah, they they often feel like they, they just end. It doesn't... It really should end with Adam explaining what he learned. Yes. But we never get those moments. He does in the first one. He explains what he learned. Oh, really? Yeah. And then that stops. Oh, well, they, they had it, they, they they threw away their best idea then. Yeah, so the third, uh, the third episode is themed around fear. Yes, and this is a very important episode, so I want to spend a little bit more time on this episode. Yeah. Because I remember, like, watching this when I was younger, and this features Gary Busey walking on the railing of the his balcony. Yeah. And, like, showing no fear at all. And it also features them having a knife fight. Yeah. And there's a moment where Gary Busey tackles Adam with a knife and starts slamming it next to Adam's head. Going, stop it, just stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I want to headbutt you. It's, like, legitimately terrifying. And, you know, this was blowing my mind when I was first watching this. Yeah. And I must state this. Gary Busey says... Fear. F-E-A-R. F-E-R. This thing's for false. Evidence appearing real. I don't think I've told you this yet. No? And I know I haven't shared a lot of this information with our audience, but uh, we recently went to Universal Studios. We did, yes. And I competed on Fear Factor. And I was hanging three stories in the air. Yes. And before the floor dropped out on me, I said to myself, fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. This one line really stuck with me my entire life. I didn't say anything before the floor went out from under you. I stress ate an ice cream cone the size of my head. This is true. But what I'm saying is that... Gary Buseyism really stuck with me. Congratulations, and, you learned more than Adam did. And, like, helped me in a time of need. <laughs> I'm glad that fake reality show helped you while you were on a fake reality show. Yeah! <laughs> I came full circle. I would have so, made the Busey proud. So this one was actually kind of a fun episode, though. Like, the vignettes in this are very fun. Uh, Busey is going to let himself get run over by, like, a small riding train. And Adam doesn't allow it, and that spurs the knife fight. Yes. And then uh, they're at a monster truck derby. Yes, they do a demolition derby, and uh, Adam uh, doesn't drive. Right. So this is his greatest fear. Now, I remember when I watched this, 
live. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Thought it was hilarious. Just the screaming and everything like that. Through my older eyes, were they really driving those cars? I don't know. I mean, I imagine demolition derby cars are uh, structured in a way that they're a little bit less. Um, I like. I must imagine that they're not going to get the drivers killed constantly. Oh, of course. I mean, like, we saw Johnny Knoxville do a demolition derby. But when push comes to shove, what we see is Adam and Gary, finger quotes, wearing helmets that cover their face, driving cars from a camera shot far away. I bet Gary Busey is really driving the car. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is all not true. I can't find any information about it. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Gary was driving. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think... I Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about some of the research I did, I think they were both driving. You think they were both driving? I do. Okay. And I'll, I'll explain a little more when we get a little more into... Ooh, it's a tease. Yeah. Stay <laughs> tuned. Yeah. Stay to tu- stay tuned. To stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a great moment. Uh, Adam flips out. Gary is proud of Adam for driving and that he's still alive. Uh, and then Adam pushes Gary and cusses him out. You f- I don't know how to drive! I told you that! I told you I didn't know how to drive! I told you you didn't want to do any of this! You understand that? Yeah, but you drove! You did good! Yeah, but you smashed the car and you did it, like, deliberately! Wasn't that that exact? That's the object of the game. It's called Demolition Derby. No, the object You're of the alive! Game, the object, no, no, the object of the game is not to smash into me. When you, when you use the car, I didn't know how to drive! What was that? What? What? You pushing me? What? <laughs> I push you more. Look, well, what? You're crazy! <laughs> Jeez, this is ridiculous. This, this is, is fun. Too, this is called too far. This is fun. Adam storms out and Gary yells, "How you getting home, Adam? You don't drive." Drive, and like, this is the f- first and possibly only moment where I feel like Adam is being genuine. Yeah. Because like everything Adam does, like are, like, bad jokes and, like, just, like, trying to be entertaining but not really pulling it off. This felt very real. This, that one clip. Yes. Even though I wasn't totally sold that they are actually driving. But it was good to see Adam actually worked up. Yeah, the next one is technology. Um, this one's just weird. Yeah, this is, he believes that cameras can be detonated to uh, destroy your mother is the the line he keeps using. He has a crazy rant about, like, Atlantis and the pyramids, yeah. which is fun. Um, it's right here, in fact. Now, Atlantis had flying machines, and they had big earth movers. Okay. And they moved the stones from the Anwar Dam in Egypt uh-huh. in the air and on the ground quickly uh-huh. to build the pyramids. Now, what the Atlantis wanted to do, they wanted to send the energy from Earth through the channels and and the openings and the tunnels in the pyramid uh-huh. and connect with different planets and different objects in outer space All right. to connect our energy with that energy and our energy would expand and be better. But guess what? what? The re- energy reversed itself. It came back in. Uh-huh. It warped our DNA. All right. In the Old Testament, we used to live uh, to be 250. What's that? Years old. And now we live to be 90. 90 right. years old. That's as far as we can get up. That's because our DNA is warped. And we can only use 10% of our mind. And this is because of good guys? No. This, no. no I'm this sorry. is because I'm of the Atlanteans. Oh, the Atlanteans. Building Screw the pyramids right, and the energy reverses itself. Right. Coming back in. Yeah. That was weird. And then there's like a whole scene that hinges on you knowing what the show Small Wonder is. Which I love the show Small Wonder. Small Wonder was great. But I'm going to guess we were like... So we were around, like, 16, 17 when the show aired. Yeah. Which means we are on the young end of Small Wonder. Like, I didn't watch it. I watched it in syndication. Like, I just remember it was on, I think, like, TBS when I got home and thought it was great. And if you don't know what Small Wonder is, it's about a guy who builds a daughter. Yes. (laughs) And, like, she's a little robot. So what happens in I'm with Busey is uh, Gary Busey is afraid of technology. So he is told that this guy who builds robots built a girl. And it's clearly just a woman. Yes. But Gary seems to genuinely buy it. 
Because he actually says something like, I know I'm really out there, but this is something. Almost to say, like, I'm breaking character right now and saying, this freaks me out. I mean, she's unnerving. (laughs) Yes. The actress does an amazing job. There's also a nice, like, BattleBots vignette. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I keep using the phrase vignette because they feel very disconnected. Uh, Like, almost to the point where I imagine it really feels like episodes were shot out of order and then strung together with the talking heads. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's coming up later. I think there are times where they realize episodes are too short and they're like, can you guys do something for like five minutes? Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, before we leave this episode, we have to talk about the fact that they leave in a DeLorean. Yes. And Adam goes, In the car. All right. Get on the other Whoa, side. Whoa, yeah. This, this is my new car. Where are we going? To the future? No, we're not going to the future. We're going to go back home. And there's something great to me about the idea that Gary Busey bought a DeLorean and has never heard of Back to the Future. That would be really fun. He's just like, yeah, I just thought it was a cool car. I bought this garbage car for no reason. I just like it. (laughs) It's got those cool doors. Yeah, it's my favorite color, gray. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, how is that, like, possible? Yeah, and then, like, the fifth one's Imagination, and that one's a really... It's a really weird one. Right. Right. Like, they kind of, like, just play with toys and finger paint. This episode did not do anything for me. Yeah, it was, we were supposed to be inspiring his imagination, but it definitely felt like, ah, oh, we'll just imagine stuff. And it was like, well, you need to actually do stuff, guys. Yeah, like, the imagination episode did not feel, it didn't really feel like they had a plan. It feels like they kind of were just... They they film the intro as like a catch all. Yes, it, yeah. No, nothing super of note happens in this episode. Gary doesn't really try to kill Adam, which is my favorite thing. There is a nice moment though. This is like a, one of the few moments we have a really nice moment with Adam and Gary. Adam gives Gary a Buddy Holly bobblehead because it's yes. two thousand three and bobbleheads, and Gary's very choked up. Yeah, he, like, super appreciates it. Well, because Gary very famously played Buddy Holly in the Buddy Holly story. Right. So, it's kind of this, like, here, here you... It'd be like giving him a pop figure of a character he played now. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what a bobblehead is, because you're under the age of, like, 20. Yeah. <laughs> but, They're not, like, a thing anymore. Guys, remember? you know, Look at a pop figure. Now, imagine its head moved. Some of them still do. Like, I just got a Captain Marvel one. Yeah, and bobbleheads are still around. It's just they're not what they used to be. Dwight has a bobblehead of himself. Yeah, they know. Everyone knows it from the office. In fact, when you Google bobblehead, one of the first things that comes up is a picture of the Dwight Schrute bobblehead. <laughs> God, they're creepy looking. Um, the next one's romance. This is also not a great episode. See, no, this is an important one. Yes, because this is the last episode I saw before they went. Before it was a rerun. And I remember watching this for the first time uh, in my youth and thinking, oh, wait a minute. This show is fake. Yeah. Okay. Because this is the the episode where uh, it opens with them planning to go to a UFC fight. Yes. And at that age, I was like, yeah, let's go to a UFC fight. I'm, I'm in. Adam says, I don't want to do that. Teach me about girls. So instead, they're going to teach him about girls. And I was like, I, I feel like they wouldn't waste the UFC tickets. I think this is fake. And it's weird that that is the thing that, that tipped me into thinking that this might be fake. And then he goes on this date with this woman, and none of this feels real. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> And she is not weirded out enough and far too nice to him yes. for the situation. Because basically, he goes on a date at a restaurant, and Gary Busey is in his ear. Yeah. They're doing a whole Cyrano thing. and But, like, if Cyrano was Gary Busey. Yeah, it was Gary Busey and a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, you could have just said Gary Busey. And still better with girls than Adam. Yes. So, the whole time, she... It's weird. 
Because when I watched it then, I felt like it was fake. Watching it now, I almost believed it more. Because mm-hmm. I could totally understand this woman being like, I'm on television. Gotta keep dating this girl, this guy. Yeah, this is true. I, if I end this date, I'm no longer on television. Or if I'm real mean about it, then I look like a bad person. Yes. So, yeah, this was... This feels very fake. Yes. Uh, and the next episode is Security. Yes. And this is where I think the narrative of the show starts to fall apart. Yeah. Again, they put they do another put Adam in a car because he hates cars. Well, I, I catch something earlier. Yes. Uh, where Gary is all of a sudden very intensely cares about security. So he blindfolds Adam... To take him to his friend's house because his friend doesn't want to know, doesn't want anyone to know where he lives. Right. Which already doesn't make sense because they're bringing a camera crew. And then as they're interacting with this guy, it becomes very clear that Gary does not know this man and hates him. Yeah. <laughs> and like he turns on him, he's just like, you know what? Your house is stupid. It's like, no. The narrative is that this is your friend and your team. No! His alarms are noisy and I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it might be trying to lean into the idea of Gary being a loose cannon, but it doesn't work. Yeah, it just, it, everything just falls apart. Here. Lou Ferrigno's in it. Lou Ferrigno shows up, which is nice. Uh, and again, they put Adam in a car and drive him around and make him scared. This is where I noticed something again about the show that I shouldn't have caught. Yes. The whole bit is Gary is keeping Adam safe by stunt driving. Yes. While a helicopter flies shooting a paintball gun at them. The idea is Gary's going to stop the paint from hitting them, but they get destroyed by the paintball gun and Gary jumps out. It's like, we did it. And then Gary says, let's get on the helicopter. And Adam says, I'm not doing that. And then off screen, you hear someone else say, yes, you are. So now the illusion that it's just the two of them is broken. There's clearly a team of people that is setting these things up, these scenarios. So my official guess on how this show works is there's a team of people that write everything to like that they're going to do. They don't tell Gary, and they don't tell Adam. And they're just like, okay, today you're going paintballing. Make it funny. So, that's not terribly inaccurate. Yes! Um, it's mm. classic improv. They were given a beginning and an end. And they had to get to the end. Okay. Uh, I think they were given some information on what they were doing. I think Gary was given some information on what they were doing, and Gary actually contributed a lot of ideas. Okay. Uh, Adam did not contribute as many ideas, and uh, they were kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit. It's like, okay, well, this is what we want the scene to do. Get there. Okay. That 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 was basically what I was feeling that the show was. Yeah. Um, the director of every episode but the pilot is Sam Sater, uh, who is a Stay Doomed alum. Yeah. Welcome back, Sam. He was the senator and one of the priests in Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Yes. I I know him best as Fenton from Home Movies. Yes. Or uh, he is the, uh, not the investigator in Bob's Burgers. The, he's the health, uh, the health, health inspector, inspector, Hugo. Yes, he's Hugo in Bob's Burgers. And he actually hosts a very popular syndicated radio show. Oh. Called The Majority Report. Got Didn't real into politics. Did not know that. Fun facts here on Stay Do. Yeah. It's what literally my job is here. So what what was after security? Um, so then it's mystery. Mystery. This is the UFO episode, and this is where they start oh, introducing Right. This is where they start introducing weird frame stories, like where the weird talking heads for Adam aren't enough. So they start setting up a scene for Adam's talking heads, and he's in like an FBI-ish office, like, being Mulder. Yeah, it's... This is where the show really kind of starts to fall apart. This is a weird one. Adam also looks like he visibly gains and loses weight during this episode. Oh, yeah. So this episode feels like it was shot at multiple times. 110%. I guess, like, 
maybe they do the unsolved mystery of dairy and they make him do the gallon of milk challenge. This is a hundred percent where I'm like, oh, this episode ran too short. And they were just after editing it, were like, there is not five more minutes of episode with what we have. I need you to drink a gallon of milk. Uh, Adam sings, or uh, Gary sings a weird milk song. Can you feel the milk inside me start to bubble? What's that from? It's a milk song I'm singing. It's called The Ballad of the Milk. You just make milk it up? Milk comes out of cows. Milk comes from the grass the cows eat. Drink the milk. Mm-hmm. Say a prayer. Make it home to crawl up the stairs. Oh, drink your milk. Come on, drink it. All right, all right. He does, he does sing a milk song, but it definitely feels like this is filmed at a much later date. Yes. So, like, they play hide-and-seek, and they go to an airport to see UFOs, and then they try to hunt Bigfoot. And then they pit the Bigfoot enthusiast and the UFO enthusiast against each other. Yes, they... This episode felt like a fever dream. Yeah! Like, it... this episode felt disjointed and weird. I don't know why you would make a show like I'm with Busey and then have an episode... Where Busey and the guy with Busey are not the focal points. No. Because I really don't care about (laughs) Bigfoot guy or (laughs) UFO guy. Is this also the episode where they're tested to be psychic? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, that's the episode. uh, That's actually imagination. That was imagination. That's a few episodes back where they try to bend spoons. All right. Well, I apologize because we're going back. All right. Uh, In Imagination, they do a test where uh, they can't see each other, and they roll dice, and the other person has to guess what they rolled. Okay. And they have, like, a scientist that is testing this. And I heard him speak, and I was like, I recognize this guy. Okay. So... I did some research. Noah did. Noah did. Noah did some research. Uh, that's my job. I know. I do it every once in a while. The guy who plays the doctor in this scene mm-hmm. is the manager from Dane Cook's Employee of the Month. Wow. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, I meant to look it up right before we, we recorded. But uh, he is an actor... And he is in many, many, many things. Rarely starring in things. But he is a common that guy. Okay. That, you know, you want him to play like a quirky character. You get Tim. I think that's it. I think it was Tim. Tim Bagley? Yes. You get Tim Bagley. Oh my God. Yes, Tim Bagley. Glenn Gary. Like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's funny. So he plays the the doctor in this scene and also clued me in, hey, I don't think this show's entirely on the up and up. He's one of the leads in Grace and Frankie. He is Peter. I do not watch that show. But My I'm mom super does. Glad he's getting work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is getting work according to this. So Good I'll, for this guy. I'll reach out to him on Twitter and see if he wants to do the show. Okay. So uh, the next episode is Fame. This was a fun one. Yes, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to light up the sky like a flame. Uh, The frame story is Adam doing a photo shoot. Yes, which is a perfect kind of location for a talking head. Yeah. (laughs) Because the lighting's good. Yeah, and like, you get to be in weird positions and... But Adam is weirdly full of himself. Like, again, the character of Adam vacillates so hard. He's often a sad sack. But in this one, he's, like, super confident in himself and thinks he's great in that, like, very mid-2000s comedy buffoon way. Yeah, I think we're supposed to do, like, he's gotten a taste of fame, so now he thinks he's famous. He just doesn't pull any of this off. No, like, he's not a very good, like, actor. No, he's not a very good actor. Just full stop. He's just not very good. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't, like, his talking heads don't work because he does not have a lot of charisma. He does not have a lot of uh, character. He's he's the worst part about the show. Yes. Easily. Easily. Um, So, Gary Busey wants to teach Adam about acting, not about fame. Right. And they go to an improv class. 
And as an improv comedian, I died inside a lot during this. Yes. Because Gary does not do improv correctly. No, believe it or not. He doesn't do most things correctly. And I definitely had this, like, snotty, no, you're doing it wrong, reaction. Though I will say, at this point in the show, I kind of get this feeling of, how is he an actor? Who would hire Gary Busey? And then there's one guy that says, uh, you know, I'm a fan of your movies. I was just wondering if you could scare me. Yes. And he gets like right up in his face and just kind of like stares into his soul. I'm like, oh, oh, this is why you're an actor. Oh, because you can terrify people with your face. And he works consistently. He has 175 acting credits on uh, IMDb, and many of them are recent. They're not all large roles, but he does work consistently. Gary Busey? Yes. What's the last thing he's done? Uh, the last thing he is in is uh, The Last Sharknado. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> reprising his role. Reprising his role from Sharknado 4 The Fourth Awakens. This is the greatest argument, in our air quotes, we've ever had. <laughs> Gary Busey's actually a great actor. He's worked in many films. Name some. Sharknado? I didn't say four. he was a great actor. <laughs> One, his most recent credit was Sharknado 5. <laughs> I didn't say he was a great actor. I said he was consistently working. He is consistently working. And that is indisputable based <laughs> on his IMDb page. That He is consistently working. Other highlights include Piranha, three double D. <laughs> he does nothing but get eaten by sea life these days. Uh, he was a voice in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. He gets, yeah, he gets eaten by a crocodile on that one. He was Millard Findelmeyer in The Ginger Dead Man. And he really stretched his uh, acting chops in the show Scrubs, in which he played Gary Busey. Oh, <laughs> He plays Gary Busey a lot. Well, that's what he's famous for. It's is true. Being Gary Busey. He is the perfect target for a Comedy Central roast. Yes. <laughs> I think he would be excellent at it. He was at one. He roasted um, he was Larry also, the Cable Guy. He was also in the show Shasta McNasty, which is probably a show we're going to end up covering because I don't think that ran long. It was called Shasta McNasty. It did only have one season. Oh, it's uh, 22 episodes. That's a lot right, of seasons. No, skip that. Skip that. All right, let's get back <laughs> to the show. All right. So, uh, Gary is the improv scene partner from Hell. Because he refuses... They're doing an audition, and Gary refuses to read the sides. Yes. He's, we're just going to do improv. He just does what he feels like doing, which he can do because he's Gary Busey. So he ham bones. Yes. <laughs> and he can ham bone very, very well. Yes. And then um, uh, there's a weird set piece in the show of Gary Busey attending the premiere of Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, it's an odd moment. And seeing him actually just do his job, kind of. It's also very weird because, um, don't ask why I know this off the top of my head, but the release date for Pirates of the Caribbean was July 9th. Okay. Which means it stands to reason that the premiere would have been like July 5th or July 6th. Which means this was shot during the run of the show. Yeah, I, I think that would explain why there was like a, a missed episode, perhaps, uh, in their run. And they had to show a rerun. Uh, and as it will come up later in uh, in the show towards the uh, season finale, the fact that the show is on the air becomes a plot point. Yes. So, yeah, Gary makes Adam dress as a pirate. Yes. But it's like the real premiere, and they really, like, they go to a real premiere. Yeah. And they don't really show, they, they don't really show you that it's the Pirates of the Caribbean premiere. But if you look in the background, you can yeah, tell. It's pretty obvious. But they clearly don't want, like, Disney to come after them. Yeah, for by, their free promotion. By announcing it. I don't think the I'm with Busey crowd overlaps real hard with the Pirates of the Caribbean crowd. <laughs> yeah. What's this pirate movie? It's a sequel? So, the next episode 
is about learning and knowledge. Yes, the education episode. Yeah, this is a, again, another, like, these episodes just end. This is, the uh, frame story here is Adam in the front of the classroom with six bored college students. Yeah, this is where the talking heads have now taken on their own narrative. This show's a mess. The show is truly a mess by this point. (laughs) The wheels are off. Nothing's really making sense. They have no consistency. Like, I actually, my notes for this episode are Adam is a fry cook, football segment. These episodes end very quickly. The first group of episodes moved so much slower. There's so many more vignettes in the later episodes that nothing, uh, nothing feels like it has a beginning or end. It just seems like, um, it seems like they want, it's a perfect YouTube montage. Yeah, it. this is a great YouTube show. Yeah. This is a stellar YouTube show. It, if it ran 12 minutes, oh my god, what a great like YouTube show this is. You could split each of these episodes in two easy and do two six-minute episodes that are great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but a lot of these feel, they manage to, at the same time, feel bloated and short. Yeah, it's, it's a lot a, of weird editing choices. And it's a lot of improv that doesn't pay off well. Like, improv is great, but bad improv is bad. Exactly. And Adam and Gary are not good improv partners, and it's very obvious. No. And, like, Adam also tends to stutter. Like, there's a problem with Adam's diction throughout the show. Yes. That makes it a bit of a hard watch because there are many times where I'm not sure what he's saying because he's giggling through his words. Yes. Uh, the next episode I apparently adored because I wrote like a page of notes. This was the environmental episode. A lot happens in this episode. Uh, and this really confused me because this is the episode where they eat roadkill. Yeah, and this the frame story in this is just that Adam's on the beach dressed as the Gordon Fisherman for no reason. It, it's so that there can be women in bikinis near him. Yeah. That is 100% the only reason. And, like, Adam is a little too chill in this episode to work with his character. And uh, we I'm still not sure. I'm like, does Adam think Gary is brilliant or does he think that Gary is an asshole? Well, this is the episode where they steal a tandem bicycle. Uh, Gary does trade a very nice car for it. But he leaves his car there. He's just like, here, you can have this car. We're taking your bike. Yes. And they go for a ride and they find roadkill. And Gary is going to cook it so that they can eat it because it means they're part of the community. Yes, because it's the very circle of life. Now, I kind of had a feeling like this should have happened earlier in the show because... There are other episodes where he's pitching a roadkill cookbook. Yeah, in the Imagination episode, he uh, he's pitching a book to a publisher. The publisher's all aboard, thinking it's going to be a memoir. And then <laughs> no. he's like, no, nah, roadkill cookbook. And the publisher visibly balks, because who wouldn't? So if this had happened first and was like, hey, I eat roadkill. It would make a lot of sense. But instead, they just kind of tease it throughout, and then we finally get to this moment. So by the time we're at this moment, I don't care as much anymore. It also feels very unbelievable. It, it feels very unbelievable. And most importantly, Adam never eats it. No. Like, this is the thing we've been building to. Yes. Is watching Adam eat roadkill. This is the Colton jumping the fence. But, like, if... If your show is that you're being taught by Gary Busey, you have to do the things. It's so frustrating for him to just be like, nah, not into. Could you imagine if we were watching Jackass and every stunt was just, I'm going to jump off this ledge. You know what? It's kind of high. Pass. Yeah, like. It's something they would really build the show around. This was supposed to be, like, the show's signature moment. Yeah, it's... It's a bummer. Adam also goes out of his way uh, to inform us multiple times that it's real roadkill, which means it's not. 
Yeah, he says, just so you know, it's not a prop. This is real roadkill. And, you know, that can't be good for you. There's, like, it could have diseases. Yeah, there's no way they did real roadkill. Uh, there's, my favorite part of this episode is that the incredibly polite conversation Gary Busey has with three people who, act, like, come across the filming. Yeah, and he's petting their horses. Yeah, and he just, like, is like, oh, we're gonna barbecue this badger. And the three equestrians are like, that's nice. <laughs> and he's like, do you want any? And they're like, no, thank you. We're vegetarians. And he's like, Okay. All right, your horses are beautiful. Have fun. Yeah, like, and then there's this is also the butt plug episode yes. where because methane contributes to greenhouse gases, uh, Gary Busey's solution is to shove a cork up the cow's butt to stop him from yes exuding methane because when they f- they fart it'll go back into their stomach and come out their nose. This is a thing he said. Yes. And I want to point this out about Gary Busey. A lot of the things Gary Busey says are correct, but he's misunderstood them. He actually, yeah, at the beginning of this, they talk about, like, um, he he talks essentially about what's now currently being called your gut biome. Right. Like, what's very, the trend right now is probiotics. That's why people are eating, like, drinking kombucha and eating yogurt. But his explanation for it is totally bat poop crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's not wrong. Yes. Another thing he says at some point is, did you know NASA doesn't know how hummingbirds fly? Which is true. Scientists have looked into hummingbirds and based off of the, their wing size and their weight, they shouldn't be able to fly according to the science that we know about aviation. Okay. Which means the the lesson you're supposed to take away from this is there is something about aviation we don't know because hummingbirds are able to fly and we can't understand it. Yes. What Gary Busey took away from it is hummingbirds don't fly. <laughs> but for some reason we think they do or it's it's impossible so they must be using some sort of hidden power. Yeah. Like he missed the cl- clear you know, point of the article. He seems like a guy that reads a lot of headlines, but not a lot of articles. He comments before he comments on your aunt's Facebook post before reading the article. Yes, yes. He gets offended by the onion a lot. <laughs> uh it's hard with the onion in twenty nineteen though. It is. It's a tough time to be alive, Gang. So uh the next episode is trust. Yeah, what a dumb episode this is. Why would you ever trust Gary Busey? Yeah, like, this is the one where they go to group therapy? Or go to couples therapy? Well, they they go to couples therapy because Gary Busey wants Adam to do it like a Tarzan swing off his balcony. Yes. And he's like, you gotta trust yourself. It's like, no, that's just dumb. Adam is then asked to withdraw $300 from the ATM, and then Busey uses his money to buy a bunch of strangers lunch. Yes. And Adam, like, is mad. And the talking head in this one is just Adam against a white screen. Yeah, this is this is a weird one. But we're building to the big finish here. Uh, but... And they're, through this episode, they are losing patience with each other. Yeah. This like, is, Gary is starting to lose patience with Adam. Yes, and Adam is losing patience with Gary because Gary's just spent his money. Right. And the lesson was supposed to be, doesn't it feel good to do things for other people? But all those people think Gary Busey did it, not that Adam paid for their lunch. Gary gets Adam to confide in him about two of his friends, and one of them is Sean Lennon for some reason. Which is very odd. It's very odd. And he stole one of their shoes and blamed it on the other. Yes. He stole Sean's, Sean's shoes, shoes and blamed Alan. And blamed Alan. And then Gary, they they all go to lunch, all four of them, and then Gary out to Adam in regard to the shoes. Yes. There is a huge mess up in this. Yeah. That I can't believe made the episode. Okay. So the shoes come up. And Alan is like, for the last time, I didn't take them. And Sean's like, I know you did. I just wish you would admit it. And then Gary spills the beans. And then they're both yelling at uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. And Adam 
looks at Alan and says, I'll make up for it. What kind of shoes do you want? And Adam says, you didn't steal shoes from me. You stole them from Sean. Which to me says, oh, this is all a lie. Yeah. And Adam forgot which friend he was supposedly stealing shoes from. Yeah. Because if this is your best friend. And this is like your secret that you've been dragging around. (laughs) You'd remember who you stole the shoes from. So the fact that this makes air is kind of like really sloppy editing. And then like Alan's actually angrier than Sean. Because Alan has like... It damaged Sean and Alan's friendship. Right. And Alan has been wrongly accused for, like, a decade. And then Gary and Adam go on a road trip, and and Adam is, like, a salty significant other on the trip. Like, he's just really petty and really whiny. And then the uh, car breaks down, and Gary refuses help. And says that, like, Adam can figure it out himself. Trust himself to fix it. Yes. And and walks away, and Adam brings up the fact that this is the second car he has left. Yes. So, this one's actually also a two-parter. Yes. Because this is where we meet Andy Dick. Yes. They're at a video store, which is delightful. And, uh, Andy calls Adam a torpy little moron, and then, like, there's just banter... Where Andy offers to buy everyone a Slurpee. Yes. And then, like, the uh, the flavor of the Slurpee becomes a bone of contention. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if you caught this, but there's a moment where uh, Gary walks away and Andy is just talking to Adam. Right. And uh, he mentions that he peed in the lemon uh, slushy. Yes. If you go back and watch it, what actually happens is he shows up with the two Slurpees. Gary goes for the blue one. Mm-hmm. And Andy goes, no, let's let Adam choose. Yeah. And if you look, the blue Slurpee is solid and the yellow Slurpee is mostly mostly liquid. Yes. So that's not a bit in the reality of this show. He did actually pee in that Slurpee. Yes. <laughs> And then, like, Gary announces it looks like piss and throws it in the ground and makes a scene. And then uh, Andy starts trying to poach Adam. Yeah. He says that he's a fan of the show, which means the show is on while they're filming this. Yeah. And, like, Andy really wants to have the show. Yes. More than he wants Adam or Adam's friendship. He wants the Comedy Central show. Yeah. There's a lot of things of like, hey, we've shook hands on camera. We have a we have a verbal deal. He wants to call it I'm with Dick. I'm with Dick. They write a new theme song. And the uh the theme song is kind of funny. Yeah. It's an enjoy it's a tune. Okay, ready? Yeah, we're in <laughs> Gary Busey, he's a pussy. And with Adam, he's a little too abusey. But that's okay, cause Adam's gay. There's just one more thing I have to say. Back that ass onto this. So far? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Right? That's his name song? Okay, what else? You're a bitch, a little bitch. A chunky, squirrely, roly-poly, curly bitch. Then there's Gary, a little scary. Now it's time to make the switch And that's why I'm with Dick And that's why I'm with Dick Welcome to I'm with Dick Uh And uh, it's Adam, the talking head in this one is Adam taking down all of his like Gary Busey paraphernalia. Yeah, he's in his room. He's decided he's gonna go with Dick because Dick is at least allowing Adam to make his own choices and is not constantly slapping him. And Gary is with Alan now. He's taken Alan as his new protege. Yes, his new client. But this episode really leans hard on that mid two thousands gay panic guy humor. Yeah. It like really hard. 
more than any other episode. What do you mean? It leans on, like... It leans on dick jokes and, like, no, essentially no homo humor. It It's Andy Dick in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, he's doing that role. And Adam is, like, weirdly cruel to Andy Dick. Like, Adam is so obsequious to Gary in comparison. And, like, Andy Dick plays the theme song and Adam... Is like, that song's terrible. You suck. Yeah, he, he's becoming more like Busey. And again, this also just kind of ends because Adam goes to Gary's house and Gary is teaching Alan how to draw figure eights. And Alan says, oh, I'm trying. And Adam admonishes Alan. Yes. And says, try just means tomorrow's really yesterday. And Gary is proud of him. Yes. Kicks Alan out, embraces Adam, and then it ends. And then Adam is in the simple white room with a giant portrait of Busey and walks off set. Yes. And then everyone's, like, cleaning up. Well, this is huge to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, Adam walks out. And while Adam is walking out, the rowboat that he used in the... Uh, what episode was that? Where he's constantly in the boat. I don't remember. On the beach. Somebody walks by with that. Then, someone else walks by with the tandem bicycle. Yeah, so everything was a set piece. In that episode, they state that they sold the tandem bicycle. Yes. So, in this moment, they are revealing that the show is all staged. Yep. And this is kind of a big deal at this time, because this is pre-Osborns. Yes. So no show has ever, like, given away the game like this. And I guess, like, if you're not paying attention, you won't see it. But, and I didn't see it, because I didn't watch the second half of this episode live. Uh, So this is me just learning this. Uh, But I thought it was a very interesting choice to kind of say, like, yeah, this was... This was a a creative piece, not a reality piece. Yeah, and I fixated on... I never noticed that because I was watching Adam. Because Adam goes and puts his bag in a car. And I thought it would have been a really great ending if Adam got in the car and drove off. Yes. Uh, I think... Because you, you could interpret that two ways of, oh, he grew. Or, oh, oh this was all fake. This was all fake. He could drive the whole time. Uh, I, I think that would have been a phenomenal ending to this show. So, uh, Adam De La Pena really doesn't drive. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, there's There was a fan site called Still with Busey. Still with Busey. That up until 2016 was extremely active and was launching a petition to get a proper DVD release for the show because there's never been one. Huh. I would definitely love to watch this with audio commentary. Okay? Oh, absolutely. Busey. Oh, uh, there will never be audio commentary. Uh, nobody, Sam Sater, who directed the episodes, is one of the only people who's spoken publicly about the show. Okay. Because Adam apparently really did love Gary Busey as an actor, but doing this show ruined it. Really? Yeah. I find that baffling, because I never bought that he was a fan of Gary Busey. Uh, Adam does still list I'm with Busey in his Twitter bio, but Adam... De La Pena doesn't have the greatest well, I, resume. I know one of them, but what else does he have? Uh, he was a writer for Minority. Minority. Crank Yankers. Okay. Uh, Chelsea on Netflix. Oh, Chelsea Lately? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. All right. The Man Show. Okay. And Code Monkeys. And Code Monkeys. And I'm... the Bratz movie. Ooh, way to go. I remember seeing him being interviewed on G4 about Code Monkeys and being like, that's the I'm with Busey guy. Yeah. And uh, Code Mo- Monkeys is not great. No. Gary Busey does not appear. Yeah. Sam Sater says that ratings were solid, but not great for the show. Yeah. And that there was a lot of tension on set. Really? Between pretty much everybody, including between Gary and Adam. Uh, Sam said that working with Gary was, and I quote... At times, extremely difficult. At other times, horribly difficult. 
Huh. So it sounds like this show was a miserable experience. Gary did come up with most of the ideas, according to Adam. All right. Huh. I, I really feel like if you had taken out Adam and put in someone who was truly game for anything, this could have been a great show. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like there's so much resistance on his part. Yeah, the schlubby nerd uh, persona is a great idea to start with, but we never see growth. Right. Because he really doesn't learn that much from Gary. No. uh, There's never a real time where he is tested. Like, there's one moment where he's, like, jumping off of something trying to grab a a trapeze. Mm -hmm. But, like, it would have been really great to see him do something, fail, do it again, succeed. Yes. But we never get those moments. Correct. It's just like, there's so much just denial of what you really want out of a show. Unless you want Crazy Gary Busey, and who doesn't want Crazy Gary Busey? So I think uh, it goes without saying, this is a stay doomed for me. I don't... In this format. I don't know. If you replaced Adam, this could be a stay tuned. I... Because this, this was my feeling. I loved this show when it was first on the air. Yes. But when it went to a rerun, I stopped pursuing it. Because it, I kind of felt like I got enough. Okay. And in rewatching it, I fell in love with it again. And then towards the end was just kind of like, I feel like I had enough. I will say, though, if season two was just I'm with Dick, Mm -hmm. I would have been on board. Yeah, if they'd done something substantially different and, like, Adam had been portrayed as almost like a social climber. Mm -hmm. And, like, each season it's a new celebrity and him, like, infiltrating. And then maybe we see Adam as kind of, like, Adam maybe maybe isn't a great person. Like, he's a social climber and he's obsequious. That could have worked. And if that had been the game of the show... Honestly, I think if season two was the last episode of this show, if they had spread that story out over 13 episodes of now I'm with Andy Dick, hey, Gary's still kind of around, oh, he's trying to make uh, Adam jealous now, like, you could have made that a series. Yes. And the fact that they rushed that story in 21, or it was a two-part episode, in 42 minutes, is really, like... It discredits Andy Dick as a performer. Yeah, I think if the second season had been, you know, the still the story between Gary and Adam in a way of, like, Gary wants his protege back and Adam misses Gary. Like, the relationship dynamic was never done well in this show. Mm-hmm. The show was kind of cheap in that way. Like, it... I read a review of Riverdale, and I swear this is relevant, of okay. this show wants moments it doesn't earn. Okay. And that really flies with I'm with Busey. Like, we're supposed to be a lot more invested in this show than we really are. True. I, I would actually say that it doesn't give us the moments it did earn. It, it doesn't. It, like, because I think it earned Adam having Roadkill being, like, a huge moment. They just didn't do it. True. Like, showing Adam have a... Uh, learn and improve and grow as a person. I was super ready for that to happen. And it just doesn't. Nope. So, as much as I'm on the fence, I think I'm going to say... Stay tuned. I would watch it if it came back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I would watch it if it came back tomorrow, because I would love... I I think that's the only way it would work with Adam still, is if it came back 15 years later, and Adam is still like, I need to learn from Busey. My life did not improve. No, this this is how we do it. You tell Adam he has his own show. And then Busey And then up. just Gary Busey's here. No, no, no. You give Adam, like, a late night talk show. And then Busey's the band leader. <laughs> it's me, Adam! Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> no! No! It'd be great because fans of the show would love it. And new people would be like, who is this Adam guy? And why is Gary Busey trying to murder slash save him? 
It would be a really good show. I'm All sorry. Right. I have to go stay tuned. I would, if this show came back tomorrow, would I watch it? Yes. All right. I'm going to still say stay doomed because for me, this is game over rules of I would need to change so much. It's not the same show anymore. Right. I understand that. All right. But if it came back and didn't change, I'd watch it. <laughs> so uh, what are we doing next week? Next week, uh, this is was my personal choice. We are doing Contest Searchlight, the parody of Contest Greenlight. Project that, Greenlight. Of Project Greenlight, excuse me. Where instead of uh, getting a movie greenlit from uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, you get a show on Comedy Central greenlit by Dennis Leary. Oh, this is going to be fun. It's super fun. All right. It's yet another show I watched all of. This show, our podcast, is so Laura can learn about obscure media and I can watch reruns. This is also <laughs> a long con for me to watch Daisy of Love again. Yeah, we'll get there. We will get there at some point. Bet your ass we'll get there. Where can people find us if they want to speak to us? All right. You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. Where can people see us live, Noah? Oh, we're going back to ZenkaiCon in beautiful Lancaster, Pennsylvania on March 22nd through the 24th. You can see us do Walt Disney's America, a brand new panel about... Walt Disney's America. Also, we will be doing some stand-up comedy. We will be doing Beyond the Tentacle, Fit to be Hentied. You gotta be 18 or older for that one. And we will be doing Stay Doomed Live. Yep, we'll be telling... This won't be a live podcast recording, but we will be telling you what we've learned and how to tell if your favorite show isn't gonna make it to season two. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys realize it, but there's a lot of handsome and pretty people over at uh, Cosplay Pro Wrestling. Giovanni is so pretty. You should probably check that out as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be five great shows. Come out and see us. Yeah, we're friendly. Noah's friendly. Also, if you want to talk to me about how Gary Busey had helped you on a game show, I'm at TV's Noah. If you want to talk about Daisy of Love for any reason at any time, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.